Greetings in the wonderful name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. It is always a pleasure to have you where we meet to read the Word of God and hear what God is saying to us. Our main objective is that we hear the mind of God or what God expects from us as His children in our daily walk. That a life that actually pleases Him or that is according to His purpose. I'm Tim Gostube and I'm a believer. I have made a decision, I made a decision actually to accept the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. So I can fully say I am a Christian. Today is a Salsa Sunday. We are taking Psalm 4 where we are just reading what the psalmist is saying and encouraging, in words of encouragement actually he's saying to us as believers of today. It is always a pleasure to reflect on the word of God Although it's written in, it was written many, many, many years ago, when you read it today, it is always important to reflect it or make it practical in our lives today. So be blessed as you watch or as you listen to this uh, sermon. I believe as you read, as we read together Psalm 4, you are going to be blessed. May the Lord be with you. Let's meet at the end of the sermon. We'll be taking the Psalter today, Psalm 4. We'll be reading the whole Psalm. It's not a long one, it's only eight verses. From the NIV, it reads thus Answer me when I call to you, my righteous God. Give relief from, from my distress. Have mercy on me and hear my prayer. How long will you people turn? my glory into shame. How long will you, will you love delusion and seek false gods? Know that the Lord has set apart his faithful servant for himself. The Lord hears when I call to him. Tremble and do not sin when you are on your birds. Search your hearts and be silent. Offer the sacrifices of righteousness and trust in the Lord. Many, Lord, are asking, who will bring us prosperity? Let the, right, the light of your face shine on us. Fill my heart with joy when they, their grain and their new wine abounds. In peace I will lie down and sleep. For you alone, Lord, make me dwell in safety. Amen. This is one of the psalm, uh, maybe that is not really interesting to read, but it's important to understand what it says. The, the preposition for this psalm is that this is a psalm of David. There are many versions of why is, it, is, is David the author or what, but it's just his collection. Some they say is his collection as a patron or as a sponsor for the collection of the Psalms. Because if you understand the Psalms, these were just uh, chants that were said by the children of Israel. It's like songs that we sing uh, and sayings that we do to God when we pray or whatever, just to encourage ourselves. So this is a, a, a Psalm. And Psalms, they are different. Uh, they are those that praise God and they are those that uh, uh, lament. This one is one of the lament. In the lament, they are different. There are those that uh, are individual and there are those that are actually congregational or a group. 
this one is an individual psalm. So it's like someone is making a petition to God. So the first verses are actually talking to that, and we will talk about them. So in life, we normally have some difficult situations that we face, and we pray to God. We call on the name of the Lord God Almighty. We pray, and maybe the solution or the answer to your prayer doesn't come as fast as you think or as you wish. And that brings anxiety, that brings sorrow, that brings stress. It makes you to feel like you are neglected. And most of the times people see you because we live in a society where people see us. People can know that, oh, he's praying for, to get married or he's praying to build a house, he's praying for this. Or they can know your desires, maybe some you share with other people have been praying for this. But people, when things don't happen the way they intend or as they pray, they tend to seek other way, means of making things work. So this kind of person is in that kind of distress and is a lament to God. We will see what it's, uh, uh, he is saying, but it is important to remain faithful from the Lord. Now, the first one is an invocation or a petition for help from the Lord. He is actually addressing God in the prayer. This is the first verse. He's saying, answer me when I call to you, my righteous God. He's praying to God, God, please answer me. It's like he's been praying all the time and there hasn't been any answer to what he has been praying for. He has been maybe fasting, maybe doing prayer group meetings, whatever you can uh, take as a petition that you make to God, you are praying to God. So he's calling to God, answer me when I call to you, my righteous God. There are times in your life where you have to call on God that, God, I've been praying. Please answer me. Give me relief from my distress. As I said, as you pray for things and they actually do not come to pass or they don't happen the way you wish they could, it brings stress or distress or anxiety. We become stressed if we pray for something and it does not happen. We are human beings. So, as you are challenged, as you pray, and you, there is no answer, you get distressed. So he's praying to God that answer my prayer, and your answer, God, will bring a, a, a relief to my spirit. Now, if we read the Bible in Psalms 118 to 21, it, it gives you an idea what prayer does to us. God answers prayers. If you read uh, Philippians 4, 6, it says, uh, I'll read verse 4 and verse 7. It says, do not worry about anything, but pray about everything. We have to pray for everything. With thankful, with thankful hearts, offer our prayers and requests to God. Then because you belong to Christ Jesus, God will bless you with peace that no one can completely understand. And this peace will control the way you think and feel. This peace that comes from God will control the way you think and feel. Because you are, you are stressed now because you are not getting what you need. You feel the anxiety. And then you have to come to God and make a petition. So this, pay this person is first making a petition to God. 
God, come to my rescue. It will relieve me. If you answer me, it will be an answer to my life. If you just answer my prayer request, it will be an answer to my life. Then from verse 2, he moves now to complain. Actually, this is the crisis that has prompted him to make this request to God. What it is that has forced him to cry to God. He's saying, how long will you people turn my glory into shame? What does this mean? As he has been in this situation and has prayed and people have seen his desire for God to answer him, they've ridiculed him. He now, he's talking about they've turned his glory into shame. Maybe they are mocking him or they are saying, what kind of God is he serving? This faithfulness in God, this life of integrity will never work for him. What is it that is there? So he feels belittled. Maybe, let's assume an example of someone who has actually now is actually suffering shame. Assume someone was a CEO or someone was a top uh, 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 person who is recognized in society. And then if he's a CEO, he loses the job and now he becomes an ordinary citizen. He's just an ordinary person. Nothing he's doing. And he's just maybe even to an extent of taking a bus to town. He's been put to shame. He has been made nothing. So this person, what prompted him is that people now have taken him for granted. He's just an ordinary citizen. Now, he's further asking God, how long will you, uh, he's asking the people, sorry, how long will you love delusion and seek false gods? These people, regardless of him being belittled, they have opted for other means to make ends meet. That's what he's talking about, that these people have opted for other gods. They've taken their trust from the Lord because the Lord is, is delaying to respond to prayers and they are now calling other gods. It happens that you're praying for a certain situation that God, please answer me in this situation and things take time. And then those who lack faith in God then tend to other means. Now, we will read, this, this writer of, of the psalm, he's encouraging the, faith, the, the saints to hold on to God, even if there is a delay in their prayers. These people he's talking to, or the chant, is that they have loved delusion because delusion works for them. It makes them realize that now we have received this thing. Assuming you've been praying for a job and you haven't got the job, and then they say just pay a bribe and you get the job, you opt for that shortcut. You have to keep trusting in God. Now, Again, he, he, he now motivates himself, he's motivating, he says, know that the Lord has set apart his faithful servant for himself. The Lord hears when I call. Do you believe that God hears when you pray? Do you believe that God hears when you pray? Because the, actually I remember some other time I was praying and I was thinking, you know, prayer is so deep. You just enter into the presence of God. I mean, into the heavenly realm, and you speak to God and make your petition. But you know what happens? Our minds, they take as if prayer is just speaking. I don't know if we understand the depth or the details and the, 
the, the seriousness of prayer that when you pray to God, he hears that. One guy say, uh, one artist say, sings a song that he, I'm in the midst of it all. In other words, God is in all that you do and he hears all that you say in prayer. And he hears with an understanding and he takes steps. Now he says God has set apart his faithful servant for himself. So him as the author of the, say, as David, he has remained faithful to God and God has set him apart. He has been consecrated for God and he is now someone who is favorable to God. If you read Psalms 4 uh, verse 3, you realize that the Lord shows the glory for the special people. I'm going to read from the NET, NET, how it puts this. Realize that the Lord shows the glory uh, sorry, shows the godly special favor. This, the Lord responds when I cry out to him. So it is when you pray that he responds. So he's actually motivating himself that God hears my prayers. He is setting apart. So also be encouraged that God hears your prayer. If you are crying that God please protect me, he will protect you. And God knows those who put their trust in him. There is a verse that I like these days found in Nahum chapter 1 verse 7. says, the Lord is good, a refuge in times of trouble. This is the, st the, 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 the statement I like. He cares for those who trust in him. It is those who still put their trust in God, regardless of the rejection, regardless of the humiliation from people, of what they say or what they see in his life that he is not successful. But God remains faithful and he knows those who trust him. Now, he further assures that the Lord hears his prayers. There is nothing that brings that peace to your mind, I know, like knowing that God hears my prayer. I've ju just said that prayer is an access to God, that God, this is what I need. I don't know if you understand how deep prayer is. It is just putting God, think of entering into the presence, say, of our king, Mswati, and he hears what you are saying and understands it. It will take you a long time to get there, but if we talk to God, we are talking to him directly through prayer, and this is the mighty God. He is the king of kings. God says in 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 12, For the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous, and his ears are attentive to their prayers. His ears are attentive to their prayers. But the face of the Lord is against those who do evil. But I like that his ears are attentive to their prayers. God is just waiting and listening to what you will say. What you say, God, this is what I need. This is what I plead that you help me. God hears that. God answers our prayers and he listens. If you read 1 John 5, verse 5, he said, And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have what we have asked for. So if you know that God hears it, who is a mighty God, and he hears that what we are praying for, he will give us what we are praying for. Now, the psalmist continue now in verse 4. He says, Tremble and do not sin when you are on your bed. Set your hearts and be silent. He's, he's calling them now to reflect. If you reflect on God, because now these people have 
been seeking or are seeking these false gods that give them prosperity. But he wants them to think because God, there is something he is desiring from each and every person, which is revealed in verse 6, which says, offer the sacrifice of righteousness to God. Now, what is this righteousness that we offer to God? Because God wants them to offer righteousness. So in the verse 4, he's, he's prompting them that sit down and reflect on your life and tremble. Actually, think about it and not just uh, tremble. Don't just tremble, but have a repented heart on what you are doing because you have put your trust on the other gods, on, on the illusions. So Come back, sit down, reflect in your life. As you work on this earth or you have done other things that are outside God's word or God's guidance, you have to come down sometimes and sit down and reflect. Is it God? What is it I can do? So he's calling them to sit down and reflect on what they have done, which is wrong to God. Search their hearts such that they can repent because God, verse 6 says, he wants a sacrifice of righteousness. Now, what is the sacrifice of righteousness? I think we have to understand what righteousness is. Basically, righteousness is living according to the laws or to the guidance of the Holy Spirit. Maybe that would be the simple one. But it is actually living a life that pleases God, a life that is righteous before God, a life that honors God, a life that uh, seeks to please God. That is what God desires. So this author says, let us offer to God the sacrifice of righteousness. So let the righteous life or the fear of God, what we can give to God, which is the best of our truthful life, a life of integrity, a life of honoring God, let us present that to God. It is a sacrifice. We know that a sacrifice it, in the Old Testament, they would burn, a, 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 say, a, a goat or whatever, a sheep, as, as a sacrifice. Jesus Christ is the sacrifice. He's the lamb who was sacrificed for our sin. He died. Blood has to be shed. But here we are called to offer the life that pleases God, the life that fears God. We have to offer it to God as a sacrifice. This is a life that is fully controlled by the Holy Spirit. God demands that we give our lives and our, I mean, our, our plans, the way we conduct our lives, such that we do not seek the other gods. Because if we seek the other gods, as it said earlier in the chapter, we'll be deviating from his purpose. Actually, we'll then tend to be unrighteous. So if we live the life of righteousness that pleases God, we are on the right track. So let us offer our bodies. Let us offer righteousness to God. Let us offer a life that pleases God. And then we also trust in the Lord. The author is calling us back that as you offer your, your righteousness to God, trust God. Now, what is trust? I think we've had quite a number of sessions where we've talked about trust. When you trust something, you know that it is worth of doing what it is said to do. Like here, I'm looking, uh, I'm, I'm using this uh, music stand. I trust that it, is, it won't fall. Even if I put my hands, it will still be there. 
So if you put your trust in God, you know that even if I give him this burden, if, if I give him the, the, the petitions that I've said in verse 1, whatever that I'm praying, praying for to God, he is going to deal with that situation and salt it as he is God. So in our lives, we are called to put our trust in God. I know that as we walk in life situations and things don't work out as we wish to, we lose our trust and our faith in God. As you pray for that job and it is not coming through, as you pray for that uh, healing, and it is not happening as you pray for that uh, pass in an exam and you fail, you feel like this God is not trustworthy. There are situations in life where you sit down and you think, if the people who do not trust God succeed, why should I put my trust in him? Because I'm not successful yet. I'm a Christian. This is the position that this person is writing the psalm on. That I'm a Christian, I believe in God, but why is God not answering me such that people are making fun of me? But we are called to give God our sacrifice, our righteousness, and we are called to put our trust in God. Amen. The Amplified Version, it says, Lift up the light of your face upon us, O Lord. The Simon is making a call now to God. Uh, I'm going now to verse 6. I'm sorry, I'm in verse 6. He says, many, Lord, are asking, who will bring us prosperity? Now, this is a Christian. He has been praying. I don't know. Let's resonate and think about this thing. This is a Christian in the current times. He's praying for something, and things are not happening. And there's people who are following the delusion, who do deceptions and follow other gods, are successful. And these people who keep their faith maybe ask, are asking this question. Many, Lord, are asking, who will bring us prosperity? Who will make us successful? Who will make me get what I've been praying for? Who will help me to be what God wants me to be? That's a question that comes sometimes in your life. Who can be this person who can connect me and I be successful? What is this particular thing that I can do that will make me successful? But the, the author calls uh, to the Lord that, Who will bring us prosperity? Let the light of your face, Lord, shine on us. He's calling God. God, still show yourself strong to us. He's calling us to put the faith in God. He will. It is God who is going to bring the prosperity. The answer to what you are praying for, or a, a success in what you are praying for, in the need that needs to be met, God is the only one who will bring the answer. Call on the Lord. He's calling on the Lord that let your light of your face shine on us. Show yourself strong. God, in your glory, what we are praying for, please answer our prayers. That is what he's asking God to say, to, to, to do. God, answer our prayers. Then he concludes the psalm, an expression of confidence that God hears the prayer. It's an a statement now of trust in God. He says, fill my heart with joy when their grain and new wine abound. He's now 
thanking God. He, I mean, he's just showing that God, actually the last two verses are showing the confidence that God has answered the prayer. You see, when you go to prayer and you ask God for whatever you are asking, or maybe it's a stress or whatever is troubling you, there's absolutely nothing that you come up physically holding. But the fact is, you feel the relief. Your spirit, you feel light. It's like something, a burden has been taken out of your shoulders. That is what God says. This, 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 this author is saying now, fill my heart with joy when their grain and their new wine are bound. I will be happy, God, when you answer my prayers. And then he says, in peace I will lie down and sleep. For you alone make me dwell in safety. God, as I've made this prayer, and you have heard my prayer, and you have answered my prayer, which is something I'm doing out of faith, your peace that surpasses all understanding, as we read in, first P in, P in the Philippians uh, chapter 4, verse 6, God will bring that peace that surpasses all understanding, and I will lie down and sleep in peace. There is nothing as fulfilling as when we are praying for something God, please supply my need, or please, God, meet my need. I need this, whatever you are praying for. And you have the faith in God. And you believe that God is going to answer you. Your, your prayer, actually, he is working on it. Somebody says a song, sings a song that I smile. It's a song by Kirk Franklin. I think we know it. I smile song. I smile uh, though I've been hiding, I smile, God, I know you are working. God works even if we are not there. We pray. Sometimes when you look, it's a cloudy day. There is nothing that looks better. But if you pray to God and you smile because you know God is working. Now, as we come to the conclusion of the sermon, you might be ridiculed for your faith in God. People might ridicule you for your faith that, oh, you believe in God. This God does not answer. Actually, some people think Christians, uh, they, they, whatever they hold on to, the life of integrity, running businesses in a clear way or doing things in a very transparent way, they will never succeed. One of my friends actually were discussing with him. He says, you know, I was once told by one of these gentlemen, he said, with your Christianity or with your integrity, you won't have anything. He's actually said it in Siswati that So you will not succeed by keeping to the standard of God. That's what the world is saying. But this author of this psalm or this chant is actually exhorting us and encouraging us that we continue to put our trust in God. Let us, verse 6 says, let us give him our righteousness, the sacrifice of righteousness. Let's continue to hold on to God and do things the right way for God hears all our prayers and he will answer. Now, he's also calling those who have turned to other gods for solutions, which he says in verse 2, how long will you people turn my glory into shame. Sorry, yes. They, how long will you love delusion and seek false God? They tend to these ways that makes things work. I, I normally say, I've said this many a times, that when we're talking about false gods, in our culture here in Eswatini, we are not really that much into sculptures where, that we worship, but our false god are spiritual things. Sometimes these are things that we have. It may be your beauty. Whatever, your beauty, money, whatever that you regard as your God. 
something that you put your trust that this will make me successful. It may be your education, that education is what makes me to eat or to be what I am. But we are called today that we put our trust in God. So those who have put their trust in other gods, in their money, in their beauty, in their education, that removes their concentration and trust in God, we are called to repent and seek God. As he says, as you sleep down, seek down, tremble and do not sin and resonate and think, set your heart on what God has done, what you have done wrong to God. Verse, uh, the, the other thing that we need is that God requires that we bring the sacrifice of righteousness. He demands, let me say this, God demands that as Christians we maintain the godly values. That's one of the challenges that we face today where Christians have compromised their standards. This uh, uh, psalm is calling us to maintain those standards of God. The godly standards that fear God, the life that honors God, regardless of the difficult situation, the, 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 the ridicule, you still maintain your faith in God. You still maintain the standard of living a life that pleases God. And finally, he's saying, make all your petitions to him and he will give you peace that surpasses all all understanding. If this was a prayer uh, was a prayer session, I would say we are called to prayer. We are called to prayer and the peace of God that surpasses all understanding will will overflow and will be above all the, the, the curses and all the distress and all the anxiety and it will cover everything and will have the peace in God. So today we are encouraged, Bazalwane, as we go, that let's keep our faith in God, regardless of the opposition, regardless of the challenges, regardless of what people say, they ridicule you, don't stress, God is working, just smile. Amen. Well, that's the end of the program today. I believe the Word of God has ministered to you. Your life has been changed. The world today is encouraging us to put our trust in God, regardless of whatever situation that we face or maybe a delay in the answer for our prayer. In our eyes, it may look like a delay, by God, but God answers our prayers there and there. Let's put our trust in Him. Let's not look to the left or to the right or to what others are doing, but let us put our trust in God, for He will give us victory and he will make us uh, victorious in our lives. God willing, let's meet next time and keep your faith in him. Never give up and goodbye.